it's Tuesday. It's a fresh week. And so that means it's time to discuss what happened over the weekend. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you decide to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market. That's Phoenix, Arizona. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We also cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with Phoenix Mercury, all available you Tuesday through Saturday. And it is indeed, as I said, Tuesday. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope your Monday was good. Um, my Monday, my weekend was good. Um, my Monday was busy. I, there's really a whole, not a whole lot to talk about the the weekend, to be honest. I don't. Oh well, no, actually, sorry, I'm way lying. Um, let's back up to the weekend. Uh, so. If you uh, don't, uh, you know, follow me personally or or what have you, then you then you don't know. But um, I try to keep, you know, podcast stuff, podcast stuff, and personal, personal. Um, but excuse me, I had it. I had uh, two consecutive hiccup burps, and I didn't want them to be on the mic. Um, but anyway, no, I, uh, so it's been, um, raining here in Billings quite a bit. Um, the drainage is not great at all. Um, and so, uh, I just didn't expect it to, um, flood in the neighborhood. And that's indeed what it did. I I wake up Saturday morning and my mom and JD are beckoning me upstairs and I look outside and our street is flooded and, and my car is um good ways up the, the, the door um in uh, uh with water and uh some of it seeped in to the car so I had to get all that out. And that was that was an an adventure, and and then, um, I finally was able to do all that, and I did some Ubering, um, after getting all the water out, but the obviously the carpet was still still damp, but the water was out. Um, did some Ubering, and then unfortunately, um. Uh, there's a restaurant that I really want to go to, but uh, it's Montana's Rib and Chop Shop. And uh, someone uh, that I picked up needed to go there. Well, um, most of Billings was was pretty much cleared out uh, from, from flooding, except for right around that area. And the water was moderately high, and I made it through um, with with ease, but... The water jostled, you know, um, part of the underneath of the car, like uh, closer to the to the um, front bumper, and so now I occasionally when when I drive I hear, you know, just scraping of a uh, pieces of of uh, of the I guess it I, I want to say it's it's part of the undercarriage, but it's also 
I, you know, it, it's kind of part of the bumper too. So, um, it scraping and, and all that. So I got to deal with that. I just don't have the, uh, ability to do it right now. So it, it will scrape from time to time. It doesn't scrape a lot, but it will, it will do it. And so it's, it's annoying. And, um, but what was worse is whether it was that or the a combination of both earlier the day and, and then later, um, it was, uh, Sunday comes and, and, um, the, you know, some of my, the electronic components of the car are out of whack. The gauges weren't working properly. The, um, some of the dash stuff, I couldn't, you know, press the buttons and, and make them work. And so went to church, not knowing how fast I was going or, or how, how much gas I had. Of course I got gas, you know, uh, at some point in time Saturday. So it was no big deal. I knew I had plenty, but and then, and then, um, yesterday hit and it was all fine, but I did put a claim on it and I'm kind of, you know, worried that maybe that something will happen from time to time. So I, I don't know, um, I felt it wise to put a claim on it. So it was a very interesting, very eventful, uh, weekend. And then yesterday, um, because of the flooding in the area, that it flooded a lot. Um, the, uh, Saturday's uh, um, day and twilight sorts for FedEx were completely canceled. They did what they could to help get caught up on Sunday. But um, Sunday uh, afternoon, they called. Uh, they were making calls to all of the OPHs, occasional package handlers such as myself, to see if we were available to come in make some extra money and um you know help get caught up and so i did and it was a 11 hour day um we started from 10:30 yesterday morning and then um i think i clocked out just a couple you know like 5 minutes or so 8 minutes 7 minutes somewhere in there before 10:30 p.m. with an hour break so um, not quite 11 hours, but over 10 and 10 hours for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a long day. It was my first double in a while since, since peak season. And I am, uh, all kinds of tired and, and worn out physically. So there, there's that. Um, so that, that was kind of, you know, mix of my weekend and, and yesterday and all this other stuff so yeah um today um supposed to have uh is is the uh, rescheduled um orientation day uh for walmart and uh so hopefully that that uh go works out and goes through the reason why it didn't go through before is needed two forms of id a state ID and and birth certificate, passport, social security card, something uh, of that. And well, um, after Memorial Day, went with my mom and got a new uh, social security card ordered. It's not in yet. 
I have the receipt that actually has all the pertinent information. So maybe they'll let me go by with that. If not, um, my mom seems to think, be pretty confident that it will come in um, within the next day or so from now. I have three days to um, prove a second form of identification or I'm terminated. So... Um, I'm, I don't want to put all my eggs in, in that basket of confidence that it will be here. It should be here. Um, they said seven days. It's, um, been five business days well over, uh, um, or well, not well over, but right at seven actual days. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I just, uh, I don't want it to be rescheduled again because, Though I do pretty well with Ubering, I'm ready to, you know, move on to that. Something that um, is for sure that I'm, you know, know that I'm making, you know, said amount of money um, every two weeks and just something more um, for sure. So we'll see how today goes. It's going to be at 1030. So um, about nine hours from now. Um, as it is uh, just a little bit past 1 a.m. Um, so there, there's that. That's kind of a little bit of a rundown of what's going on with me. I did not do, as you guys know, a Saturday show. I do apologize. Uh, it just, well, knowing what happened sad to me uh, Saturday uh, just kind of messed all, all things up. So there, there's that. Um on that we got some we got some cardinals uh, uh week 3 OTA so it's just some conversation with uh some of the players and of course the um uh Jonathan Gannon and then also um we're going to recap uh the Diamondbacks weekend and I, I believe that's everything that we have I don't think I have anything else um uh to really go by or or, or you know um make make major mention of so um, we'll, uh, scoot on into, um, the weekend that was for the Diamondbacks. And unfortunately it wasn't what I was hoping, but you know, Diamondbacks are still a, a great team and, and, uh, we need to get out and, and support them. That's for sure. Um, but Diamondbacks are up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. The only other thing that I had before we get into, um, the Diamondbacks weekend, um, um, the Suns, uh, have decided to retain, um, Kevin Young, the, one of the candidates, uh, for head coach, uh, Frank Vogel, uh, got the job, but, excuse me, um, but, uh, Kevin Young was one of the candidates that decided to retain him and make him the highest paid um, um, associate, uh, coach, um, in the league. Um, and then the other bit of news, uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and you know, the fact that he gets to, um, excuse me, gets to stay is, is really cool. Um, and it's interesting that he's made the highest paid, um, assistant, uh, where Monty has just been made the highest paid head coach. So that's kind of interesting there. 
Um, and they have also, um, I don't know if they formally have yet or they, they've made plans to, but um, to hire um, Dave Fisdale, um, formal uh, head coach of the Grizzlies. Um, that uh, some some may know uh, that uh, he's had a couple of rants, but his most famous one is the "Take that for data," and then he sl- you know slam slams his hand on the on the table and gets up from the press conference. So um, some of you may know that, some may not. Um, but I liked him as as the Grizzlies head coach. I like him as a an assistant, I think he offers quite a bit. So, uh, but with that, we'll get uh, into the topic at hand, and that is the Diamondbacks weekend. They played a three game set against the Braves. Um, they won the first game. Uh, I believe I, I can't remember if I talked about this game. Um, but they did, they did win. Um, and uh, it was a, a three to two win over the Atlanta Braves. Um, Merrill Kelly had a solid day, um, seven innings, uh, gave up five hits, uh, two, the, uh, two earned runs. Um, the only earned, uh, only runs that Atlanta had, un- unfortunately, was given up by, you know, your uh, second starter. But uh, he walked three but struck out uh, eight um, and now has a 2.80 ERA. Adams uh, pitched an inning and struck out two, uh, two uh, 2.25, and Castro got the uh, save uh, pitching an inning, giving up two hits is all uh, he did, and uh, 2.13 ERA. Um, Diamondbacks scored in the first and the third. Guerrero doubled to left, and Corbin Carroll and Perdomo score. It's 2-0. Rosario homered to center. It's uh, one to two, and that happened in the second. And then for the Diamondbacks in the third, Walker doubled to left, and Corbin Carroll scores. It's one three, and then Rosario homers to left, um, and uh, it's two to three at that point. Um, Perdomo goes two for four with one run. Um, Cattell Marte uh, was the DH. He went 0 for 4. Corbin Carroll 1 for 3. Uh, two run score. Christian Walker 1 for 3 and the RBI. Um, Gurliel 1 for 3 and two RBIs. Um, Rivera 0 for 3. Um, Moreno 0 for 3. Nick Ahmed 1 for 2. And Jake McCarthy 0 for 3. Diamondbacks had uh, three runs on six hits, and Atlanta had two runs on seven hits and an error. Um, and then so that was uh, Friday. And then unfortunately, they lost back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. They lost Saturday 5-2. to two. Um, And uh, Ryan Nelson, not a good uh, uh, day. He went um, four and two-thirds, giving up six hits, giving up three of the five runs, walking four, um, and he didn't strike out any. He had 5.40 ERA, 
Dre Jameson was okay um, in a long relief, uh, three and one-third, uh, giving up five hits. Uh, the remaining two runs, uh, walked one, struck out one, 3.38 ERA, and then Ginkle, one inning, struck out one, a 3.08 ERA. Um, it was... Um, the Braves early, third, fourth, and fifth. Riley hit sacrifice uh, fly to center, and uh, Ronald Acuna scored. That's one nothing. And then the fourth, Ozuna uh, singled to left, and Rosario scored. Albies uh, got to second, two to zero. And then in the fifth, uh, Rosario singled to right, and Riley scored three zero. Uh, finally, Diamondbacks get on the board with the, in the fifth. Longoria homered to left. It's three to one. Um, and then in the sixth, um, Harris grounded into a double play. Um, and then um, Ozuna scored 4-1. Um, and then Ronald Acuna homered to left. It's 5-1. And then in the seventh, Diamondbacks would they get their second run uh, by Perdomo. He was hit by pitch, and Rivera scored. Um, it's five to two. They couldn't, unfortunately, do anything else with that. Uh, Paven Smith over four. Uh, Quinto Marte over three. Corbin Carroll over four. Um, Gurley L one for three. Rivera two for four with the run uh, score. Longoria. Uh, one for four run score, home run, and an RBI, which of course was himself. It was a solo shot. Um, and then Josh Rojas one for four, um, Moreno one for three, uh, Perdomo over two, and the RBI. Diamondbacks had uh, two runs on six hits. Atlanta had five runs on eleven hits, no errors for either team. Um, and then last but not least, um. Uh, Sunday's game, which was a lot more competitive than Saturday, that's for sure. Um, but uh, it was it was a rough one. Zach Allen um, gave up two runs. Um, he pitched six innings, gave up nine hits, uh, walked one, and struck out six. Had a pretty decent day. Uh, 2.75 ERA. Chafin uh, pitched an inning. Uh, Gave up two hits, one or run, walked one, struck out two, 3.38 ERA. Uh, McGuff pitched an inning, struck out one, uh, 3.23. Castro, um, not very good at all. Uh, Two-thirds of an inning, giving up two hits, four on runs, two walks. Um, a strikeout, 3.46 ERA. And then Adams um, pitched the, the remaining out. So one-third of an inning, uh, one hit is all he gave up, a 2.08 ERA. Um, Paven Smith, 0 for 4, a run. Uh, well, hold on. Let me get into the scoring summary first. Um, we'll start out with the Braves, top of the second. Um, RCS uh, grounded into a double play, um, and then Albies scored. It's one nothing. Perdomo doubled to third, and uh, Jake McCarthy scores 1-1. In the third, for the Diamondbacks, uh, Corbin Carroll homered to center. It's 1-2. to two. 
Also in that same third, uh, Josh Rojas single to right. Walker scores. It's one to three in favor of the Diamondbacks. Um, Albie's homer to right in the fourth. And he and um, uh, DeArnold uh, scored. It's 3-3. Three, three. Um, but Diamondbacks try to come back. And they uh, um, do score two runs by a Cattell Marte home run. Uh, he and Paven Smith score. It's three to five in favor of the Diamondbacks. Uh, but um, Olsen singled to center and Acuna scores. It's four or five in the ninth. Uh, Rosario homer to center. Um, and uh, well, that would be a grand slam, and that that's that's rough. Um, he. Harris, Acuna, and Riley scored. 8-5 to five is your final. Now to Paven Smith. 0 for 4. One run. Um, Cattell Marte, uh, 1 for 4. A run, a home run, and two RBIs. Corbin Carroll, 2 for 4. A run, home run, and one RBI. Christian Walker, 1 for 4. A run score. Um, Rivera, 1 for 4. Josh Rojas, 2 for 3. And an RBI. Uh, Jake McCarthy, 0 for 3, and but uh, he had a uh, run score. Perdomo, 1 for 4, and an RBI. Um, Herrera, 0 for 3, and uh, Moreno as a pinch hitter, uh, 0 for 1 uh, for him. And 8-5 is the uh, final for, for that one. But we do have to kind of a little, a little bit of post-game like I said, it wasn't, you know, doesn't didn't go how the Diamondbacks had hoped, um, but you know that they they fought pretty pretty well, um, and it just that ninth inning what was rough. I do want to give some love to Cattell Marte though, because again he answered back after Albies hit the homer. Cattell Marte even this game up. Let's take a look because uh, this was a big moment and a, a big blast right here for Cattell Marte in this game that made it five to three. Yeah, that ball was right on his belt buckle. He pulls his hands in beautifully, hits it a long, long ways to right field. Cattell Marte had a terrific game here today, Jody. Not only that, but he makes a beautiful diving stop with a runner on third. That's a, that's a run-saving play right there. And you're thinking, man, all the momentum in the Diamondbacks' dugout. Once again, we, we saw this uh, earlier in this in this uh, homestand, Jody, is scoring early and then not scoring anymore. Yeah, and that, that's rough. It's hard hard to swallow with that. I guess the only good news is the Diamondbacks are still tied for first uh, with the Dodgers. Um, Diamondbacks have lost uh, lost two. Um, and so, uh, have the Dodgers. So they're, they're both tied 35 and 26. Um, and, but the Diamondbacks have actually have had a better last 10 games, uh, Diamondbacks six and four in the last 10, but Dodgers four and six in the last 10. So Diamondbacks need to continue to try to, um, make things, uh, better for them and difficult for, um, the, uh, Dodgers, uh, today starts a, uh, three game set here in, uh, well, not here, but in our nation's capital, uh, Diamondbacks will be on the road 
um, for those three games. And for the first one, uh, it will be Tommy Henry, the left-hander against uh, Jake Irvin, uh, the righty. So um, this is a... um, uh, I want to say... Well, they're a bad baseball team, the the Nationals. Um, well, they're below average. How about that? Uh, I want to call them quite bad, but uh, they need to need to try to get a sweep here. Um, I, I I would I would say I mean need to sweep these below average teams, um, and try to pad the the uh, standings. Um, but uh, that's everything I have uh, in Diamondbacks, uh, kind of short there. We'll go ahead and move on to uh, the Cardinals, and that will be up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. It's OTA's week three, um, and so uh, we have uh, Jonathan Gannon, Colt McCoy, um, Carlos Watkins, uh, defensive tackle, and, uh, of course, Colt McCoy, backup quarterback, and then Zayvon Collins, um, your uh, presumed Mike like Mike like Mike linebacker. So um, we'll go ahead um, and get it kicked off with uh, Jonathan Gannon uh, kind of getting into, you know, week, week three and um, – What's going on there? Uh, there was something I saw earlier um, for Colt McCoy, and I always like to hear Colt McCoy. He's 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 really, you know, he's really in tune. And, and during that whole thing um, with um, the um, um, man, what is it called? Um, I can't even remember what it's called. Oh, Hard Knocks. You you always saw Colt McCoy uh, grinding tape and and really the the leader. And unfortunately, you wish that Kyler Murray was the same. But um, you know, I, I like Colt. I like what he brings. I like the you know the experience he has. And um, you know, Kyler really listens to him. Um, and I, I think you know, for again, as everything we've heard, Kyler's you know, finally making that step. So we'll we'll see what happens on the field. But let's listen into Jonathan Gannon. To the Hollywood birthday party? Oh, I did get an invite. Had uh, responsibilities I had to take care of. <laughs> Would have loved to be there. I bet the birthday cake was good. Which, how do you feel like things are going so far? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we got uh, two more weeks or whatever it is, and uh, I'm pleased that. Um, the guys' attention to detail and their effort. I think that we're improving every day, which that's what you're trying to get done um, at this point in the year. Every, Really, at all points of the year, you want to get a little bit better each day. And um, you don't want to make the same mistakes, you know. So I think guys are doing a good job of self-correcting when they watch the t- they practice, they watch the tape, what they got to work on an individual. And then that next time it shows up, we want to see execution. So um, really like where we're at right now. Well, we'll see. You know, he was out there today, which was good to see him uh, trotting around there at 68. So we'll define everybody's role as we get going on before week one. What was it 
of, of with Zavin that made you think, okay, I we want to see what he looks like on the outside and, and see how that might fit. Just a skill set, you know, of of kind of how he moves and you know what he can bring to the table from a coverage and rush standpoint, the run game. Um, we're still defining that role as we speak here, but uh, I think Zavin's doing a good job at what we're asking him to do right now. Is Hump kind of precautionary? Is he a guy that's gearing up towards training camp? Or yeah, yeah, he'll be uh, ready to go by training camp. You continue to mix and match guys in the offensive line. Yeah. that's on purpose, obviously, right now to see if you can find a combination or best fit for a guy. Hundred percent. Yeah, we're mixing all the groups. You know, we want to see guys play different positions, play with different teammates. Um, ultimately to see what they're comfortable with, what we can ask them to do, and go out there and execute and win games. What's your ideal timeline when you talk about generally players having their role? Like you're, you're looking in, I mean, do you go deep into training camp with that? Yeah. Or do you want to? Yeah, good question, Darren. I mean, I, definitely by week one, before we start practicing for week one for Washington, you want that clearly defined. And we actually just talked about it with them today in a team meeting and out on the grass. You know, everyone will have a role. That's not to say that your role can't expand or decrease, too. Um, but uh, I think that when you clearly define people's roles, they understand it and they can be a star within their role. Does that mean you won't have an established starting five on the offensive line until day one of week one? Good question, Josh. Probably not. Probably not. What does that do to the continuity of having a group? Team? Yeah, they'll play with. I mean, I'm sure that you know as we go through training camp, we'll kind of mix and match guys. But they'll who they end up lining up with and who we're playing with starting week one, they'll have good continuity. How's this been received by the players? They love it. Do they? Oh yeah, yeah. When you tell, uh, I think in 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 my experience, not to say this is right or wrong, but when you tell a player, hey, this is what you're good at, this is how we're going to use you, and this is what is expected. If you can get that done, we'll give you more. If you can't get that done, we'll give you less. I think they appreciate that. You've talked with Zayden, what's his biggest challenge going out to the edge? Um, I think just the, the discipline of being consistent all the time. And, um, you know, he's, he's working on some different things. Rob's working on some different things with him and Nick and, and Derek. And uh, he's doing an excellent job. But I think all our players is consistency. Do I have the consistency in my game to do what I'm coached to do and produce at a high level down after down after down? For that position coming off the edge, to see the quickness you want out of him? Absolutely. Yeah, he's explosive. How do you think all the rookies, especially the draft picks, have settled into their roles and are taken to it after obviously everything that led up to the draft. Good. I think they're you know they're working they're working how we want them to work and um, you know they're pretty much acclimated right now with how we do things around here. We're still in team meetings. You know we talk to those rookies. They show up on that tape. Um, you know what not to do. Um, but that's a learning process for those guys as the vets too, not just the rookies, but. You know, it's a, I, I always say that the greatest form of learning is a mistake made really in a game, but then second best is in practice. And um, I think that there's a natural, you know, progression of guys getting comfortable and making certain amount of mistakes. But like we say, you know, that's expected. Uh, we don't want you to make the same mistakes twice. So that's what we're working on right now. Go back out, and it seems like he's doing more and more as the weeks go by. Is, is he healthy enough at this point to do everything at, that you want at this point? In this 100%. He's doing great. What are your conversations like with Colt? Awesome. I learned a lot from Colt. You know, anytime you have an experienced quarterback that's played at a high level for that long, 
as a defensive guy, I'm constantly in his ear asking him things. And um, I value that relationship of, you know, Nick Rollis, too, is another one good to guy to ask because, you know, I say if you want to learn defense, talk to offensive, offensive coaches, offensive players, and defensive players. So he's a, he's a valuable asset for us. What does it take to be a backup quarterback knowing if he does start week one or however many weeks that is, that eventually you will be going back to yeah, I think as any any backup player, you got to be ready to go at the drop of a hat and got to be able to go play winning football for us. And so I think that's not just the quarterback position, that's all positions. So they know, you know, you're one snap away from your role changing extremely quickly. And that's life in the NFL. So and you got to be ready to to accept your role and and uh, produce. I don't know if you saw the story about Raheem Morris from the Rams who helped save a kid's life and he credited the stuff the club had learned. Wow, I did not hear that. That's about awesome. The CPR and, and all those things. Is the organization doing things? Was it to, in a pool? It was in a pool, yes. But And the Seahawks sent out something that everyone on their front office has been trained in the CPR and the AED and all that. Is, is the, are the Cardinals doing something we, similar? We get, we get training on um, things that we have to deal with with our players on a day-to-day basis. Um, so... Uh, we haven't had pool safety training here because we don't have pools, but um, I feel good about if there's a problem, we can handle it. How challenging is it to balance the patience with letting players grow through maybe those growing pains, but also hoping that they meet your expectations of what you expect them on the field? Not challenging at all. That's coaching, you know, and I think that there's a, a certain amount of emotional stability that you need as a coach. Um, I definitely have to work on that part of my game daily. Um, because I get frustrated at times, and um, you know that's 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 it's football. You know, there's it's a human, there's a human element to the game, and um, you got to be um, willing to let those guys make mistakes, correct them, and then see them get better. That's the fun part of coaching, honestly. What is Coach Rodriguez brought to this coaching staff? He's been awesome. We were just talking about it out there. You know, he's got a he's really cool background of. Sorry. A little uh, allergy cold. Um, he's he's you know from coaching different positions. I feel like that always helps position coaches um, because they got a different lens to not just being in the dirt with their positions, but seeing the whole picture. And um, just his understanding of what we're trying to get done on the defense with his position group has been a great sounding board for Nick and I. And obviously, I worked with Rob for a couple of years there in Minnesota, three or four years or whatever it was. But, um, you know, he's been, he came up the right way, in my opinion. He trained under some really good coaches, and uh, he's doing an excellent job. We asked Jalen Thompson last week who stood out on the offensive side of the football. He said Michael Wilson. Have you seen anything that pops out about Wilson? Yeah, he's getting open and he's catching it. Hey, you have any thoughts on the uh, fair catch? rule that was that was voted in you know um as as always whatever rules we have to abide by in week one that's what we'll do all right um there is uh jg um and i apologize that i did not have these uh preloaded um usually there's like a couple second uh ad um and then uh, jumps right into it. Sometimes it goes right into it. But um, I don't know if that was Howard's question. Uh, if the Cardinals have a um, um, a 
um, pool safety. I think it was just saying, was there something that, um, you know, was it was you know, do the Cardinals maybe do anything or do they plan to do anything? I guess is probably his question, but um, that is really cool that uh, you know what happened with Raheem Morris and be able to save a save a life. That's that's really awesome. Um, news on Deon, uh, uh, DeAndre on uh, uh, DJ Humphreys. Uh, obviously, they said they hadn't seen him, but he's uh. Um, should be ready for um, training camp, so that's the goal there. Um, yeah, and I think that was that was mainly it. Blair's and a very quick, obvious question with Michael Wilson. Hey, he he's getting open. He catches the ball. I mean, that's all you can that, that's all you can ask. But uh, here is uh, Colt McCoy. Days your career whenever it happens as a broadcaster. <sighs> It was a 9 a.m. start out here, so I know none of y'all caught it. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going with the the new offense, the new schemes, all the things you guys are absorbing and trying to take on? Yeah, I think think it's going okay. You know, not our best practice today by any means. It kind of starts with me. Uh, It's it's all new, right? It's, you know, very similar to things I've done in the past, but what we were doing here the last three years and – and what Drew and, and the offensive staff are implementing, it's all great stuff. I think everybody's um, fully bought in. It's just there's a learning curve, right? And that's why these reps in the offseason program are valuable, even you know, um, walkthroughs, jogthroughs, high days, low days. Like We split them up where we do you know more full speed tempo on one day, and then we kind of scale it back a little bit and we ramp it back up. So these are all sometimes first times you've been doing this, right, for O-line, receivers, quarterbacks. Um, but I think overall, like, the meetings are going really well. And we just got to be able to absorb all this information and work on the things that, that are new. That way, when we get into training camp, you know, it's the second time we're hearing it, third time we're hearing it, and it flows a little bit smoother. JG said the install is just about all in offensively. Do you feel like that? I mean, it's, so that would be a lot to take on. There's a lot. Yeah, they're, they're putting a lot on our plates. and. Uh, the operation is just a little bit different, right? Something we hadn't done a whole lot here, um, which is good. Both both are good. Like there's no that was bad. It's it's all it's just new for for all of us. And I think the coaches are doing a great job. Drew's doing a great job. Izzy's good in our room as the quarterbacks coach, and you know different footwork. There's just a lot of things that you're that you're working on, and um, it, it's it's all valuable though. It's all very very good stuff go through something like this personally. You've, you've obviously gone through a number of offenses in your mm-hmm. career. So is it easier for you compared to somebody else, you think? Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. And I've been through a lot of systems, uh, seen a lot of football. It, what we're doing now is very similar to the way that I played most of my career. Um, and so I think, yeah, that, that helps the transition. But there's still a lot of things that Drew's asking me to do that might be new or something I've never done before that you, you have to work on. And, and, you know, I sort of put myself into the shoes of some of the guys that have been here, right? We're huddling. We're using cadence. We're making mic points. We're doing a lot of, you know, a lot of new things. And, you know, because of that, like, it, you know, there's a lot of, like, mistakes and there's a lot of, 
you know, I thought he was going to be here and he was here. Like, th but those are, that's all good things in the off season program where you can go back and watch it and detail it and, you know, and, and, and just, you know, really get much more efficient on offense. But um, I feel like the new faces that are here have done a great job. I feel like um, just us as a unit, when we go out on the field, like we're making mistakes, but they're all correctable and they're all, um, you know, we, we come back in and watch them and go back out and practice. Like it, it's, it's a good flow. And I think the, the whole system that, that Coach Gannon and his staff have, have done as far as how we're going to practice, what the expectations are, I think it's been, been really good. I think if you're not making mistakes during during practice, um, but specifically, you know, the off season time, then um, then you're you're not then you're not trying. I mean, this is it's literally, especially when you have a brand new staff, brand new offense, brand new, you know, from from top to bottom. You know, there's going to be some things similar to what you've done. Like, you know, if you're Colt McCoy, you you've been in it for a while, but there's going to be some things that are different. And you got some rookies, you got the new veterans. Uh, you know, just you're going to be you're going to be messing up. And I, I think if you're not, then I don't know if you. I I would almost question: Are you putting in the effort? I mean, if that makes sense, like you're not going to be you're not going to be perfect. And um, I guess also I would say if you're not making mistakes, especially early on, are you human? Do you, you know? Do we need to do a a test on you? I don't I don't know what else to say. I, I and this is the time to do it and to correct them now, and so that way you're not making them during during the game. I, I think it's more than expected as long as they're actually being corrected in in um, you know the person that makes a mistake doesn't make it again um, and learns from it. That's obviously huge. Faces, and you mentioned Drew specifically. What about uh, uh, Wolfert, the new quarterback's coach? How has that been with a, with a guy who hasn't coached that long? Yeah, he's doing a, he's doing a great job. Um, he, he's smart. He knows the offense, you know, because he was with Drew last year. Uh, so he, he has answers to all of our questions, and he's running a good meeting. And, um, you know, for, for me – a lot of it is out on the practice field, right? It's okay. We we drew this up. I know what the play is, but you know it's good versus too high. What about single high? What about pressure? What about you know man coverage? Like there's there's a lot of like you know second layer, third layer type decisions that you have to make, and that's where you just try to ever get everyone on the same page, and that's what the offseason program's for. How would you describe his style of coaching with you guys? How he interacts and teaches? Who's that? <laughs> Izzy. Uh, he, great. He he's he's got a great demeanor. He's very calming. Um, he knows what it's supposed to look like. He'll tell you if it's not right, and you know, but we'll we'll correct it. And you know, don't make the second, you know, second time you see that make the same mistake. And uh, he's he's been really good. Well, you mentioned the you know the scheme and all that stuff. How about just the daily schedule and practice plans? Is that different too? I mean, everything's new. Is that kind of stuff different too? Yeah, there's, you know, listen, I've been through a lot of uh, <coughs> different systems and, um, you know, it flows a little bit different, but it's all still football. And I, I mean, I like what Coach Gannon and um, the whole staff have done. Like, um, our practice, we're on the field, we practice, come back in, we meet, and 
um, all, all the, the football stuff is st it's still football, right? It's, it's a little bit different times you're out there, a little different, um, you know, we have the high day, we call them, you know, green days and red days. Uh, a lot of coaching on the grass, which I like. And uh, yeah, it's, it's flowing good. What have you seen out of uh, Tune lately? He's here. Yeah, Clayton's doing a good job. He, he really is. Um, you, you know, it's hard on all the rookies, right? You know, the, you know, Michael today. I thought, you know, I had a couple of times I had him. I'm like, <laughs> you know. So it's just you're, you're you're learning, right? And you know, there's two or three plays. It's like, wow, great. Like, dude, that was a great read, great check down, whatever. And then there's some plays where you're like, uh, you know. Let's go. Let's go watch the tape, and we'll we'll talk through it. But we're all having those, you know. I had a couple today, so it's a new system. The good thing for the rookies is that they're learning it just like we are, right? It's, we don't know anything that they don't know, and and uh, Clayton's done a Clayton's done a really nice job uh, coming in here, and and uh, he's getting a lot of reps in the offseason program, which is good for him. And and uh, yeah, I mean, I think at times we're all probably spinning in our heads a little bit, like. You know, we're using different cadences and, and the different formations and different shifts and motions that are all going to be part of what we do. It's the first couple of times you do it, it's, you know, it's always a little, a little dicey. You're throwing again, like Reggie just said, you know, you look like you're back to 100%. All we really know is that you were nicked up at the end of last season. What exactly were you dealing mm -hmm. with recovering from? Yeah, you know, I had some elbow stuff, um, just kind of, been taking care of it all off season, and uh, you know they've sort of ramped me back up into being able to do some team drills and throws, and um, so th it's been it's been good. Like um, just been focusing on that, and, and I feel I feel pretty good. Well, you mentioned at the end of last season, after Kyla got hurt, we were asking about potentially starting this season, and you you punted then, rightfully so, but. I'm just wondering if you thought any much more about that, about being potentially the week one starter, and has that does that change your mentality at all? Uh, no, I don't think it changes my mentality. You know, I think for me, you know, my number one priority is learning the system. Right? It's it's new. It's different. Uh, there's there's things as a quarterback that you got to know that other people don't have to know, and you know, you ultimately with the ball in your hands make everything right. So there's a lot of thinking going on out on the field. And a lot of like first time I'm seeing plays, okay, like, you know, incomplete or not, or complete or a touchdown or whatever, you know, I go back and watch, you know, across the board, did he win, did he win, did he, like just understanding and processing it. And then, you know, in my mind, like, I don't know if Kyler's gonna be healthy or not. You know, I think we all certainly hope that he is, but if he's not, I'm 100% gonna be ready to go. What's your overall thought on the whole receiver group, especially now with uh, DeAndre not not going to be here? Yeah, I mean, I love Hop. Hop and I had a great relationship, and you know, to lose a guy like that is it's hard, right? He's he's a playmaker, and um, you love to have him on the field with you. And you know, this is the NFL. Like I've been playing a long time. You see a lot of different things, and I think we have uh, a core group of receivers. Uh, in there that are hungry to make plays and they're working really hard and um, you know we trust that upstairs is gonna, they're going to have everybody ready to go and the best pl players out there and you know then it's on us to go out and execute and, and play well and find ways to win. Cole with the injury at the end of last year did that lead to any uh, decision as to whether or not you wanted to keep playing? 
Um, are you talking about the concussion? Or are you just talking about the elbow? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think at this point in, in your career when you played this long, I think there's always an evaluation process that you go through uh, in the off seasons. And um, I felt like, you know, the, the orthopedic guys here did a great job with me. I think that the training staff did a really nice job. And, you know, we've all, we all put together a great plan. And uh, look, I think I told you guys last year, like opportunities to play in this league don't grow on trees. And, you know, I understand the situation that we're in. And, um, you know, I, I still want to play. And I still feel confident that I can play. And, um, you know, we're working really hard to learn this new system, this new scheme. And, and you know, the reps that we get right now are so valuable as we go through this program and mini camp next week. And as we get into training camp, I feel like my body's just ramping up to, to be ready for another season. It seems like it would have been easier for you to walk away after last season. New coaching change, like, just easy to kind of right after the sunset. Mm -hmm. What were the conversations like at home when you wanted to come back? Like with my wife? <laughs> with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I told my kids, when I retire, we can get a dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not getting a dog right now. Cole, how, how much value is uh, having Yelda on the offensive line, especially being a center in the Cleveland offense, often charged with making calls? How valuable is that to you to be able to kind of rap with him about stuff? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, spent a lot of time with. Yeldon watching like the Browns tape and uh, just out of practice, lots of communication. Um, he does a really nice job. Obviously, he know he knows the protections, he knows the mic points, um, he knows you know what we're trying to attack when we call different runs or, or passes. And um, he's been a, a great sounding board for me. He didn't play a whole bunch in Cleveland, but he played a lot of uh, a lot, especially late in the season. He played different positions on the offensive line, uh, but he's doing a really nice job at center, uh, really helping me understand, okay, you, there, we got a lot more on our plates from a protection standpoint, and he, he's, been, he's been great. Um, and, and for me, it makes you feel pretty comfortable, right? To, you know, it's kind of like having Rodney out there. I'm not comparing those two guys, but Rodney was the same way. He, he, you know, he had this demeanor about him that, you know, I'm going to make it right up front. If you see something else, you know, it's, that's on you, right? And I kind of feel the same way in the operation with, with Yeldon. Going back to what Josh asked earlier about the broadcasting, when you went into that, did you seek any advice out, or did you just kind of go in there and, and wing it, so to speak? Um, I did seek out um, a lot of advice from a lot of different guys. You know, uh, there's a lot of uh, color guys that I'm friends with, and I did a bunch of practicing just over the years, like not you know every day or anything like that. Um, but I felt comfortable enough. They've been asking me to do this for a while. But I felt comfortable to be able to go out there and you know get some live reps under my belt and and uh, I thought it went I thought it went all right you know first game was I, I mean I felt like I prepared a lot what you can't prepare for is like some of the technical difficulties you'll have or you know if your producer is in your ear like as you're talking like how to how to handle that like. But the the team that I worked with at NBC, they were they were awesome. They they were great. Like made friends, and you know Paul Burmeister was was great. He kind of helped me along at times. We had some good nonverbal communications, like you know, 
So it was it was fun. I, I actually I actually enjoyed it. You know, I think I got better the second time, and um, you know, but my focus is is in you know in this building and and what we're trying to do and learn and um, so now I got two of those games under my belt and. You know, we'll see what happens. I may never get a call back. Like, I don't know. Yeah, the producer's headset doesn't cut off like the OCs does. No. I think what I learned is when this, when the, you do your opening monologue, right, and then you kind of turn around and the ball is kicked off. Like, there's no break at that point. Like, you know, when I'm playing football, I can come back and get some water. You talk to, <laughs> talk to your coaches. You kind of watch the iPad. You go back. As soon as the timeout hits, it's like the producer's in your ear, and he's like, oh, we're going to throw these, throw up these five graphics. Colt, you take the first two. We're going to talk about this quarterback. We're going to talk about this last play. Hey, grab the telestrator. Three, two, one. I'm like, what? All right, you just got to be – I had like a two-minute bathroom break at halftime, and that was it. You mentioned the concussion. How difficult was that last year when it looked like you were going to play in that game, and then all of a sudden on Friday it didn't happen? <clears throat> yeah. Um, that concussion was not bad physically. Like, I know I was knocked out. I, I don't want to – but I recovered from that very quickly. Um, and then I think that it was just some decisions made that were kind of out of my hands. And, you know, I was I was going to practice and I was going to play if I was allowed to play. And, and we just kind of – it just kind of – it just was that way. But I haven't had any, um, like – repercussions from the concussion. Like, I, I feel totally fine from that. I feel very healthy um, and good. Ty has been out of practice. You know, he's been rehabbing here. I mean, what's his demeanor been like, you know, in the quarterback's room and what he's able to do at this point? Yeah, he's he's been great in the meetings. Again, listen, like, this is all – this is new for all of us, right? It's, it's especially new for Kyler. Um, just the total – uh, operation, right? From the moment you get the play call in your head, like our thought process, right? Like last year, we would just signal it all out and flow like that. Now, you know, there's, it's just a different operation. And I think that's part's been new for everybody. And Kyler's done a great job with that. He's in the meetings. Um, we talk a lot, we communicate. Uh, he asks good questions. Uh, I mean, essentially, the only thing he's not doing is, is going out on the field, right? He's doing all his rehab and, and uh, getting better. He played in the prior system, basically since he was in eighth grade. Going to kind of a new system, you being in it right now, what do you think that learning curve is going to be like for someone who's not getting those these reps? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's just new, right? It's like I think he's going to be just fine. I think Drew is 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 so far been really dialed in on understanding where we are as a quarterback group, as a as an offense, and like. Um, helping us understand, like, here's what I want. Here, here's the expectations, and like that. That's all been very clear, and it, it's been a it's been a really good thing for all of us. And uh, Kyler's, you know, been been in all the meetings and and doing a great job with it. James Conner talks about how much he's looking forward to running the ball this year. Yeah. So in terms of just the style, the mentality, the approach of this offense, how different is it going to be? Yeah, I think James will be uh, good in this system. You know, we. It's um, you know, we'll, we'll, there's a lot more. You know, we we stayed in like ten personnel and eleven personnel a lot, right? With Cliff, and that was sort of our identity. I think here, uh, you know, we'll, we'll implement more two tight end sets and you know running the football and 
having more like checks and alerts and things like that that will that will get James going. Hopefully, get him in the right looks. And the offensive line has has done a tremendous job this offseason. I think that's been the the best part of everything is is Clayton has got those guys you know dialed into you know what we're doing, who who we're blocking, different fronts. You know, we're we're seeing a bunch you know from Nick in the defense. So. Um, the offensive line has has done a really really nice job uh, this off season with all the new stuff, and um, I'm really pleased with where they're at. You mentioned the tight ends. How much have you seen more comfortable Trey McBride where he is now as opposed to a year ago? Yeah, Trey's Trey's doing great. I mean, Trey's a guy that that uh, you know he's fast for a receiver, right? I mean, for a tight end, so you can line him up outside. He you can pull him back in the backfield. Um, I think he's a guy you can do a lot with. Like he can he can handle a bunch, um, and you know he's getting a lot of different looks, right? Because Zach is Zach is rehabbing his knee, and and uh, you know Trey's Trey's a, has has had a good off season. What's been the biggest difference you've noticed with just the new regime, new team, maybe a new energy amongst the group? What have you noticed personally? Um, I I just I think that as a whole, as a, as a unit, right? The defense is learning. You know, a new system too, right? Everybody's, everybody's really in the books. Everybody is dialed in in the meetings. Um, I think that Coach Gannon and Monty and you know the coordinators, you know, their their plan to get us ready for Week One has has been very clear, right? Our installs, you know, in the meeting rooms, taking them out to the field. We're gonna come back and coach them and correct them. We'll change some things. We'll fix some things. I just think everybody has kind of gone back to school. Right, and and it hasn't been that pretty out on the practice field, to be honest, both sides of the ball, but it's all like coachable and correctable, and um, I think everybody has really bought in to what we're we're trying to do, and and uh, I'm excited about it. I really am. So the what dog does your kid want? Is the puppy? <laughs> what kind of dog are they hoping to get? Well, so my two older daughters always like draw. They're very creative, and they draw pictures, and they they'll leave them like on my. <laughs> sink in my room, some with spots on them, some with whatever, like, you know, my brothers have dogs, you know, all my friends, you know, Kyler has a dog, everybody, they see dogs all the time. And and they keep asking, well, why can't we get a dog? I said, because I'm not taking care of it, right? I, I have a job, I, I gotta, I can't, I don't, it's like, until you show me that y'all can handle this responsibility, it's like, a dog is cute, a dog is great, like, be fun, but like, I'm not gonna clean up after it all the time. They're like, oh, we will, we will. I'm like, when I retire, you guys have a dog. And so from the moment I've said that, my son every day is like, so are you going to retire? Or are you going to play? <laughs> I was like, what do you want me to do? He said, well, I want you to play. Well, then we'll wait for a dog. I'm like, ah, I kind of want a dog. <laughs> you know, so it goes back and forth. It's, it's a funny joke at home. What kind of dog would you want? I grew up with labs. I love labs. They're, they're just an American dog, you know. An American dog. <laughs> yeah, no, lab, I mean, yeah, labs are, of course, you know, they're, they're, they're a classic, classic dog. Um, I think that's kind of funny. You know, kids want him to retire a little bit, but they also want him to play. They want a dog. Uh, all this, all this, uh, you know, inner turmoil going on, if you will. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. I find it funny, um, but like I said, I always like I always like uh, hearing um, uh, 
Colt McCoy. And uh, obviously, he, he you know, he's pressing on the issue. Hey, you know, we're, we're grinding. We're doing the best we can. We're practicing, practicing hard. We're getting things fixed. It hasn't been pretty, but it, but we're doing it. So I mean, hey, you can't can't blame them. It's OTAs. We got to, you know, we let's let's be clear. We're we're in June, and there there's a lot of football to be to be had. Let's uh, hear from uh, Carlos Watkins, uh, defensive tackle for the Cardinals. How's it so far? Oh, it's been lovely. Um, you know, getting to know everybody. You know, coaches, players, staff. Um, but it's, it's been lovely, you know, been taking in like family, so I'm joining a lot. Okay. Yeah, I like come on, I, I played in Houston a little bit, so the humidity, I can't, I'd rather deal with the dry heat than the humidity any day. This is the first chance we've had to talk with you since you came aboard. What, what was it about the Cardinals that, that drew you? Uh, really with uh, JG and Nick, you know, talking to them guys and, you know, uh, I just see the vision, you know, um, and where they came from, too. You know, they understand a lot about football and what's going on, especially for my position. So I really seen the vision and what they were buying into. So I really liked what they had going. It sounded like the Cowboys wanted you back. Like, did you feel that? Like, I mean, like, was this a hard decision? Yeah, it was at the beginning. But, you know, you can't make an emotional decision in this you know, in this business league, you know, um, I I think this was the best fit for me and, and my family and what I got going on. So, um, you know, I got to put the emotions to the side and really figure out what's best for you. Are there any similarities to what this defense is compared to where you're coming from? Uh, I, I think it's different, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's honestly a lot different, you know. Um, up front, we, we just get a little more freedom to, to you know, play for it. And uh, you know, do what a D lineman does. Um, take doubles off. It's, it's things within the scheme that really helps us out, and that's beneficial to me for help me make plays. So it makes a lot of sense for me to be here. Any of the new teammates catch your eye right away with just their abilities? Um, I really haven't got to see too much. You know, uh, just looking at the guys up front with me, just watching them and stuff. But um, it's a, it's a lot of great talent here. You know, it's a lot. Guys that can really make plays. Um, so I, I think they did their part in bringing the right people in, the right fits, and everything. With your experience, does that instantly make you a leader? Uh, I think so initially. You know, uh, I, you know, playing behind guys like JJ, you know, back in Houston, and you know, Marcus Lawrence in Dallas. You know, learning from them guys and finally getting to a point to where. I'm the oldest in the room. Um, you know, I really take pride in making sure we all we all get better. You know, including myself. But you know, uh, just taking a leadership role and really trying to get the young guys to follow is you know what I take pride in. Is there anything that you took away from JJ and just like his leadership ability? Um, I mean, you know, first and foremost, his work ethic. You know, but also just. You know, just showing, you know, showing the young guys that, you know, I'm not just going to tell you to do it and not, not, I not do it. You know, he, he was the ones that you seen put in the work. So you could take a criticism from a guy who, who goes out there and put it online. So I try to be that, you know, try to go out there and put the work in, show him I'm not just, just talking like I do this, you know. Did you pick his brain at all about when you're thinking about signing? Oh, uh, not really, but he had hit me up once I had, you know, signed, but, you know, uh, I had one of my former uh, 
well, we played back in the Trombone in high school, but he told me about AZ and how he liked it. So that kind of gave me a good perspective. When you come to a new team, is there anything you try to do personally, say, do actions to try to acclimate quickly with the new teammates? Or how does that process work for you? Um, I'm I'm a really big uh, fan of, like, camaraderie. Like, I feel like, the, you know, the more I know you, you know, the better I'm going to play for you. You know what I'm saying? It's like a brotherhood. And, um, and that's what I kind of wanted to bring in. Like, we all got to be family if we're going to win. So um, I got to get to know these guys and what they're good at, what they're not, or what they what they can't handle, what they can't handle. Um, so it's like my – like, I try to get in and, you know, really try to bring things in, you know, together. You, uh, there's, I don't know if, if expectations are super high for your position right now as a, as a unit. Like, do you guys talk about that? Do you care about that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like in any team, like, it starts with the guys up front. You know, we got to take pride in our job. I mean, and, and that's, you know, getting to the quarterback and stopping the run, you know. And a lot of great teams, you know, really have good, great defense alignment. So it's like I really – believe solely in like you know it starts up front all right quick and quick and painless uh let's go ahead and get into uh zavin collins uh obviously a question asked earlier he, that he was they they seen him a little bit outside um so uh who who knows exactly where we will see uh zavin but uh um he's definitely uh um you know a possibility at Mike, but also, of course, obviously, since they said they seen him outside, obviously outside too. So, let, let's listen in on uh, Zavin. So you plan on getting what twenty five sacks this season? Is that the <laughs> I hope. Yeah, that'd be crazy. No, um, definitely want to get after the quarterback a little more than I did last year. Um, but yeah, a lot of sacks would be nice. <laughs> in fact, in the queue is always a good thing on defense. How do you like, do you like playing the end? Um, I mean, it's similar to how I played on it last year during certain packages and then, you know, playing off ball on some too. Um, working more of an edge, not really edge aspect, but outside linebacker aspect is helpful. But I also, since I dropped so much last year and then some of the guys who haven't dropped um, a lot because they kind of were just always just, you know, always rushing when they were in, they were going. Um, you know, being able to teach them and talk to them about, you know, what, what kind of route what kind of routes are we going to get versus, you know, post safety, split safety, what are we going to get? You know, this is how it's going to work, how we're going to pass things off, where our eyes should be, you know, those things, all the reads and keys. Um, helping them do that is nice too. So then everyone kind of has a feel for each other when you step out there. You know, you don't have to really be like, you know, guide a, guide a receiver all the way back to make sure this guy has it. You know he's going to be there type of deal, so it's nice. Do you feel like you're, you're going to have a lot different role this year or are you just getting into – your role differently a little bit this offseason, but it's it, there's going to be a lot of similarity. Um, I mean, it's it, it's I mean, I mean, I don't think anyone really knows, um, but uh, I would say it's definitely different than preparing for last season, but also the defensive philosophies have changed, the defensive schemes have changed, you know. Um, important, you know, some positions are, you know, I wouldn't say more important but, than each other, but they have harder downs in certain situations than it was last year. So um, it's, uh, it's something that we're all still trying to learn and trying to figure out and navigate. So it's, it's going well so far. What's the biggest difference coming off the edge compared to being inside? Mm, coming, 
Coming off the edge compared to inside, I mean, the edge, you're on the line of scrimmage, so you don't see as much. So, you know, whenever you're off the ball, you, you kind of have a grasp for more of like what's going on wholeheartedly and seeing like kind of everything. I can't, when you're off the ball, you kind of see the, you know, spacing of wide receivers, tight ends, you know, but on the edge, you can also see how far is, how far is the tight end off? You know, is he going to cut back? Is he going to stay on the ball, go this way? Um, a lot of like each aspect has, you know, it's ups and downs, you know, so it's different. But it's, uh, I played, like I said, last year in our five down stuff, I played off the edge as well. I think it was like 30% of the time. So it was, it's not nothing crazy new to me. Now, um, those downs, you know, it was more first and second down. Doing it on third down now would be different, obviously. Did you prepare for this season differently physically? Were you uh, no, I'm still right around about. So last year I tried to cut weight, you know, being in the game the entire time, uh, wearing the green dot, playing. I think I played like 99% of snaps overall. So it was like a lot of play, a lot of workload. Tried to um, keep my weight lower then. So now I'm kind of more back to what I was at, I guess, before that. So like 263, 265, right around there. Uh, he's awesome, yeah. He has a lot of cool concepts. He's very, you know, he has his philosophy, and as long as we abide by the philosophy and, like, what he wants to do, he still he still accommodates to, like, what, you know, my skill set is compared to, like, if Maje's skill set or Cam's, you know what I mean, even Dennis. So everyone's built differently. We're not the same. You know, we're not all twins in there. We all don't look the same. So everyone's skill set's different. But as long as we keep the philosophy the same, we'll all be fine, you know, when it comes to, you know, how he's grading us and what we're doing. Have you, have you looked at yourself as a in your previous years, whether it was college or first in the NFL, as a as a pass rusher, did you wish you got to do more of that? Like, kind of, how do you see that part of your game? Well, yeah, no. In college, it was a little different because we ran a, a really odd defense. It was a uh, like a three three five. So you know, we had five DBs on the field at all times. Um, but uh, in in the league compared to last year and now, I would say. I don't know. It's different. I mean, it's different. Yeah, the the philosophies are different of this yeah. defense, so it's hard to you know under understand unless I sit here and tell you all those things, which I can't unfortunately. <laughs> I can't tell you all our secrets. Do you watch a lot of film from the Philly team last year and see players like on the field? Like yeah, so we watch. Way? Yeah, we watch a lot of it. So there's a different positions. You know, depending on situationally what it is. You know, depending on what the offense wants to do. Um, and like last year, I can move around in different positions all the time, you know, up on, up on the line, back off the ball, you know, maybe inside, maybe doing all kinds of stuff. So it's kind of a, it's more of like a number count thing than anything. So it's, uh, it's something we just try and confuse people with. It's nothing, nothing crazy. Everyone does it, but yeah. How's it been uh, without JJ and the impact that he had, especially? Well, I still, yeah, I still talk to JJ for examples because, you know, I still haven't seen nearly as much as he has. So I still tell him all the stuff that's going on. And, you know, he, he gives me the, the scoop on what he thinks. I try and, you know, formulate it to how I understand it and how I should go about handling situations. Um, but he's very understanding. He still helps me out quite a bit. You know, I talk to him if I have any questions or anything like that. So, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen him, you know, too much since we've, uh, since he's been gone. It's pretty crazy. Have you studied any? Edge pass rushers, just kind of get tips. Yeah, I mean, we, we study, so within the film room, yeah, we kind of study everyone. I think, 
Kali, I can't think of his name. But uh, yeah, we do. So in film, so it's not really a pass rusher. It's like kind of like what they're doing. Like what is the the flavor of the season? Each year, offenses, defensive pass rushers, DBs, quarterbacks. You know, they all have a tendency. Like the league is kind of trending to right now. What's working right now? It's kind of weird how that how that happens. And then it gets shut down, and they switch to something else. So it's kind of like a, as long as it falls in, like we were saying earlier, like you know, we call it philosophies of pass rushing. As long as we you know, stay within that. We're pretty open to everything. Yeah. Stephen, how are you feeling about how things are going? Now? New coaching staff. Yeah. New so. Plans, new scenes. Yeah, it, I think it's nice. It's a very different vibe in the building. Um, you know, guys are really bought in. Guys are here all the time. Uh, it's it's guys are held you know hot like with a lot of account, like accountability and stuff like that. They um, you know they feel pressure and I think that's a good thing. You know, for everyone. You know, you can't walk in and because it's the NFL. You know, everyone everyone is trying to put food on the table, you know, on this team and other teams. So you're not you're just competing with the guys you're practicing with, you know, it's everyone in the league. So you got to really come into work every day. And I feel like that's the mindset that it's it's been. And we have good team camaraderie. You know, it's really gelling well. No, you know, big fights or anything like that. And if so, it's just, you know, it's dead right there. So it's really nice. How's it going with working out with kind of Zeke and those guys stand-up football linebackers? Yeah, working out with them, understanding their philosophies and stuff is nice too, but that's almost like that's like the hard transition is understanding, you know, what what is it we're trying to do from the on-ball perspective to the off-ball perspective, you know, how are we reading these things compared? And then you under, once you understand it, you kind of get the fit of the whole defense. So um, it's nice working with all of them. And obviously, I've worked with Zeke multiple times. It's, you know, it's like KY, Josh Woods, and all of them trying to understand what they think and what they say and how they're seeing things. And we all just, you know, agree on, on something, a common goal. So. Steven, you were doing some one-on-one work with Rodriguez early on. Just what's the relationship like? And um, just what were you guys doing out there? Yeah, so right there, when I think it was right there before um, warm-ups. So basically just like, um, you know, things that I, I was going to him seeing, you know, when I was coming off the the – the edge. So it was just, you know, basic handwork, um, you know, body posture, stuff like that. And, you know, and then talking about, I keep bringing it up, but like, you know, our philosophies of how we want to do certain things, you know, what should we do? Um, where should our hips be? Where should our eyes be? How should our chest be high, low? Um, you know, what, what, what should we be looking at? And, uh, just going over those things before practice. So then, you know, when I get to practice, I don't do one to three reps and then get into it and be like, Oh, I'm finally getting into it. Just need to get to practice and be rolling, ready to go. Do you feel like learning some of this stuff, you're back like a rookie kind of feel to it or no, is not? Okay. No, no, not like a rookie kind of a feel. Rookie kind of a feel was like, you know, speed, philosophies, what, you know what I mean? I understand now basically what the defense is trying to do. When you're a rookie, you don't understand quite. Like what is, you know, when we're playing a West Coast offense compared to someone else, you know, a gap scheme offense versus just, you know, a stretch team. Um, what are they trying to do on offense? So that's kind of uh, – that's kind of the things I've already know. I already know now. And then obviously like route concepts from being off the ball so much. So it's easy for me to formulate and like do all that stuff from on the ball position. We did that a lot last year in the first and second down stuff. We did it against Sam Fran and all them. Yeah, don't go back and watch those games. Those are a little rough, I know. But still, it's still the it's still the same. So it's it's nice. But you know, still still having some bumps and bruises. Yeah, learning some stuff because I didn't, haven't done it all the time, but it's nice. Was it like going against like Paris Johnson Jr. Early insights on him? Yeah, so Paris is really good. Yeah, he's got great feet, strong dude, uh, very long. But yeah, it's nice going against going against him. You know, if get one up on him every once in a while, I was like, yeah, it's the league. You know, it's just it's what it is. But he's a great athlete, man. He's a he's a good dude too. He knows his stuff. Um, try and give him tips on like, you know. 
uh, you know, not giving certain things away because that was like, you know, that was my thing playing. You know, if I'm man on man on the running back and I was like, you know, my rookie year, I just stare at the dude, right? So that guy knows I have him. So they don't, you don't have to stay in. He just get out. You know, you got to play around with people mentally too. The game's 90% mental. So I was like, just keep your eyes down. I was talking to Trey McBride too about that. They they can canned or did some play and all three guys on the line just looked at me. I was like, well, I know you're coming to me now. So it's easy. It's easy to alert stuff like that. And see, that's stuff like you don't know as a rookie. You're just like, okay, why are these three guys looking at me? So, <laughs> and, <laughs> but now, you know, I just told, hey, told the tackle like, hey, it's coming this way. So it's easy. You know what I mean? And just trying to formulate and tell those guys like, this is what pros that have been out on the field, they're going to see that and they're going to know. So you got to try and hide that. Because if you give them a one up on that, they got you. It's, it's, that's how it is. It's the league. So. How would you describe how Coach Rodriguez is as a teacher? Um, yeah, so he's he's more of a hands-on teacher rather than you know what I mean. He does really well. Like he'll he spends a lot of time on like making stuff for us, like voiceovers, all kinds of stuff. Like like he'll send us texts all the time. I mean, it'll be early early in the evening or late at night, and he'll be like, hey, I just sent this through. Look at it tomorrow morning. Look at this, this, and that. And he's I mean, obviously understanding. He'll be like, yeah, I sent it to you too late at night. He's a great great teacher, great coach. He um he spends a lot of time on like making sure we understand concepts and how we're going to do certain things. And he also is like, says, like, if he missed something, he'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, he'll tell the guys, like, I missed it. Teach them that. So it's nice, too. You know what I mean? You're not like, man, you know, we weren't taught this. Like, he takes it for us if, uh, if he forgets to tell us something. So it's nice. What is it that you enjoy most about a new philosophy, new coaching staff, and what do you think is one of the biggest challenges of that? Yeah, so like the, the, the new coaching staff, obviously you like come in and you're just like, you're used to doing something all the time. Like for me, like the first day I walked in, I walked into the team meeting room and I just had like a bowl of eggs or something. Like that was just normal. You know what I mean? The next day I walked in, uh, my, my number was blasted on the screen. And I was like, why is my number, like just number 25, why was it on the screen? He's like, Collins eating in the first team meeting of the day. He's like, get here early. This is JG. He's like, get here early, 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes earlier, you finish your food. You know what I mean? You're sitting, we're trying to talk about defensive stuff and, you know, offensive philosophies, team philosophies, defensive philosophies, all on the team meeting. So everyone gets a grasp on each other's knowledge. And you're over there, you know, eating. You're not paying attention. I was like, okay, that makes sense. So that's like, that's the new stuff. Like, that's the hard stuff. You know, you're trying to break old habits. Old habits die hard. But, um, you know, understanding and just like, Committing to this new staff and just being like, hey, you know, there's nothing you can do now. You just got to commit to them and let's try and win. That's the that's the most fun part. So I don't know if anybody else hears that and immediately hears, all right, it's, you know, I'll, it's fine to occasionally be, you know, a chill dude. But, you know, you hear that and like, all right, that's why – uh, one a little thing. It's a little thing. Why Cliff Kingsbury wasn't successful? He didn't, you know, enforce a little things, little rules like that, or little suggestions, and 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 get onto his guys. You know, there there's nothing wrong with with obviously eating, but there's absolutely something wrong. Eating while in a meeting room. If you're in a meeting room, you're you're sometimes you're focused on your your eating, um, and the other half is you're trying to focus on the meeting room, and and so it's ha- your your attention is divided, and you're you're probably missing something more than likely, and it's just those little different differences and details that that 
make all the difference. You know, focus on the little stuff. Focus on the little stuff. And uh, because the little things can become big things. And so, I like, when I hear that, it's like, all right, that makes sense. You know? Um, and, I, you know, I, obviously, Zavin, he's not trying to put his former head coach on, on blast there. But, you know... Um, I think I think people don't mind, you know, someone that's relaxed. But when it's time to get to work, it's time to get to work. You know, you eat before you get there. Uh, it's time to work now. So, um, and, and you eat on your break time. And uh, so I, you know, it's 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 something. You know, I know maybe you guys might think, oh, you're nitpicky. You no, no, no. That stuff matters. Absolutely, it matters. Yeah, I would, yeah. You just take a snack or something. Yeah, no one's no one's taking snacks at team meetings. <laughs> no one's taking snacks in no meetings. Yeah, everyone's in the team team meal room. Yeah. So this off season, I did not. Uh, I went on a few, but nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Last last year during the season, um, during the bye week, we went to South Texas. I got a, a nail guy. If you guys have never seen that, look up a nail guy. It's a crazy uh, Asian, uh, uh, yeah, from Asia. And then they brought him to South Texas a long time ago. Got one of those, and then we got a bunch of elk in New Mexico during um, the uh, Thursday night game, I believe. Yeah, it was just in New Mexico. I had to take a trip over, but got it done, so. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's uh... – that's everything. That's uh, everything I got. Um, right about an hour of, of Cardinals. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, it's good to kind of be back in, in a flow. Um, I don't know how often I'll do Saturday shows. I, I mean, I just uh, I, I want to try to get back into it because I, I do like, you know, five five shows. And, and not four and maybe I might change where you know I'm I'm doing Monday through Friday um, I, don't, I don't know um, I haven't quite figured figured that out yet um, so I don't know but uh, it's good to be back in 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 a swing of things and, and getting going on on a Tuesday and, and, and getting something ready for you um, so I, I appreciate you guys listening as, as always. It, it really does mean, mean a lot. Appreciate you guys interacting and, and, um, you know, um, send me messages when you do that or re- replying to whatever that's always helpful. And I always ask for it. So I appreciate you guys doing that. And you can do that, uh, big sky sports talk at gmail.com, big sky sports talk at gmail.com. And then. Um, you can just do at Big Sky Sports Talk for Facebook and Instagram or, you know, type in the search bar, Big Sky Sports Talk. It will come right up and like and follow uh, those pages so um, you don't miss out on, on any content there. And then um, you can listen on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, Stitcher, uh, where you are just about everywhere you are. Uh, we try to make it easy for you to find us and... Um, don't forget to hit that bell notification on on uh, whatever listening platform you, you prefer and you, that you choose. and So that way you can 
um, get notified when when we drop an episode. Um, and then you can, you know, makes it easier for you to share it and tell your friends and family about about the show and well and, and whatnot. Get the get the word out. And so I appreciate it. And so um, until tomorrow, I, I thank you guys.